Welcome to Axiom's Data Guru Podcast, where data experts share wisdom and insights around high-value audiences and all things data. I'm your host, Scarlett Burks. Today, we welcome Linda Harrison, Director of Digital Data Strategy at Axiom, to the podcast. She has a background in financial services marketing and has been pivotal in educating agencies and advertisers in the ways to use Axiom data most effectively in the digital ecosystem. Welcome, Linda. Hi, thanks for having me. You bet. We have a fun topic to talk about today. We're talking about our pets for Halloween. So give us some uh, personal background. How many pets do you have? Well, I have three dogs and one and a half cats. I only say she's half a cat because she wanders a bit. She's an outdoor cat we found as a stray, and she keeps moving to the neighbors and then coming back for food. She's just very social. She gets around. She spayed, so she doesn't get around that little No, well, there you go. <laughs> Lucky for me and her. All right. Well, according to the National Retail Federation, 30 million people will spend almost half a billion dollars to treat their pets to costumes this Halloween. That's more than double of the spend uh, in 2010. Um, so how can we help those advertisers who are trying to sell those costumes to pet owners? Well, you got to be cute. No. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I have a whole box full of outfits for my pets, so I'm guilty of helping raise that number of sales. But first of all, you have to know somebody has a pet, right? Targeting to people who don't have pets for costumes, while the spray and pray might work for other things, this is a pretty refined audience. And we expect you to understand that we have a pet. So we have known characteristics on who has a cat, who has a dog, who has an other pet. Now, other pet is not my half cat. It would be <laughs> a dog, bird, reptile, fish, mm -hmm. right? So many people have more than one type, like myself, but we start with that information. And then we have some predictive audiences on who's likely to dress their pet for Halloween, who's likely to spend a lot of money on their pet, buy certain pet foods, pet treats, take them with them to the the doggy daycare, those types of things. So celebrating with your pet is always a big fun event for Halloween. Mm -hmm. um, also, who's likely to spend a lot of money on treats for Halloween? Who's likely to buy costumes for Halloween for themselves? So there's some correlation with some of the other events for Halloween with decorating and spending money and buying candy and dressing your pet up because my pet wants to help answer the door. Aha, uh -huh, there you go. Mine, mine wants to hide when the doorbell starts ringing. <laughs> well, but mine's dressed up like a witch, uh -huh. and the other one's dressed up like a monkey. Mm -hmm. There you go. Dracula's the only thing I ever got my little dog to do. <laughs> <laughs> so the total U.S. pet industry spend is projected to be about $75 billion in 2019. I, you've mentioned treats, you've mentioned um, food, think pet beds, food, all those different kinds of things. What are some of the most interesting, I guess, data combinations you've seen to help market uh, to pet owners? Well, I've even seen campaigns for horses. Most of the campaigns we do are cat or dog food-related, costume-related, uh, flea and tick we mm -hmm. have, uh, take buy it at a, 
a specific store or from your vet. But then we had a, a one for horses where they wanted to find equestrians. Now, I will warn you, we don't have a lot of equestrians on our file, which is a an interest in riding horses and showing horses and jumping your horse because really the horsey population is not huge. They're they're pretty deep and they spend a ton of money, but to find those people is a pretty niche. So we had to broaden it to not only known equestrians, but people who are likely to have a horse, live on land suitable for horses, so a certain acreage and things like that. And the campaign actually worked well, mm-hmm. but we did have to broaden that horizons to get the scale that they were looking for, right? And you could always augment that with first party data. So if you have a trail ride information or mm-hmm. who's rented horses at the stable nearby or things like that, we can build a lookalike to that audience for you and find if there's certain demographics that pop with that and then uh, score the whole U.S. for that behavior. Mm-hmm. So there's more than one way to <coughs> skin the cat. Skin the cat. There you go. But don't do it. It's ugly. <laughs> really ugly. Um, what about do we have any uh, likely propensities for brand name pet stores or pet major pet, pet brands, that kind of thing available? We do. We do. So anywhere from what brand of canned or dry food, do you serve canned or dried food for pet food, uh, the brands so like Purina versus Ukanuba versus Alpo, those types of things we have as predictive audiences and also through Nielsen, through Kantar Shopcom, so number of times bought, number of items bought, things like that. So we have some pretty detailed in the CPG for food for your pet and then treats for your pet, flea products, where you're going to purchase them. If you buy them at the grocery store or a Petco, PetSmart, all those different options are available. So if your brand is only available at certain stores, we really recommend that you narrow the focus to only people that are going to shop at those types of locations. You know, it doesn't make sense to target everyone if it's only available at PetSmart. When I last came home with a new pet bed for my dog, my teenager informed me that he was quite sure that the dog was being better taken care of than he was. (laughs) So there is quite a market to take care of your pets today. And we thank you for joining us to uh, give us some insight into that. Thanks again.